Ladies, Leah and I are so grateful that you are journeying through the Psalms of Comfort with us. And we thought, man, we would love for these women to grow in God's word just as we have, not just by listening to us, but by them actually spending time in God's word prior to listening to the podcast. So we have created a downloadable one-page guide for how to study the Psalms. And so all you have to do is go to theurbanchristianwoman.com, download the guide, and it is right there readily available, or you can access it directly from our IG and Facebook accounts and click the link in the profile and you'll find it. Ladies, we pray that this guide blesses you and in the days to come, we will actually be providing the Psalms that we will be doing for the upcoming week so that you can journey with us through the book of Psalms. What's up ladies and welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast and we are literally in the middle of a global pandemic. That's right. So whether you are with your kiddos, you are taking a pause, possibly in an Epsom salt bath. That sounds so good. Or you're sitting in front of your computer taking a break. Keep listening because God's word has the truth for your everyday life. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. What's up, ladies, and welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. I am one of your hosts, Toshiba Oliver. And hey, ladies, I'm Leah Ross. Glad to be here with you all. Yes, we are so thankful so that, glad. yeah, we're thankful that you are joining us today. And y'all, if you hear babies crying, if you hear people running, we've tried to let this be as quiet as it can be, but it just is what it but is. And we're in the crux COVID of out here. <laughs> co- to say it one more again. We it's in the midst COVID of COVID culture. <laughs> we in the midst of COVID culture 2020. And this is just what it is. So we're going to press in by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And um, I think more than anything, this text is resonating with us in these very real time moments. Mm-hmm. In Psalm 20, we are focusing on the Lord is trustworthy. And yeah. we can just see from a little bit of background um, that going through um, the Psalms, the goal and a big picture theme is really just to give God praise. Yeah. Um, what better way to testify or magnify his name, but to describe and ascribe him to others. And so that's what David does as he mm-hmm. pins many of the Psalms. And that's what we are to do as well. We are to give God praise. And so because he be lifted up, he'll be drawing all men unto himself when we lift up his name. So today we're focusing on Psalm 20, the Lord is trustworthy and Leah is going to read for us this Psalm. All right. Psalm 20. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Um, so a couple of things that uh, Leah and I see um, that in this Psalm, the congregation is praying um, for the King and um, the King is um, almost praying a prayer of blessing. I mean, he's praying a prayer of blessing over them as well. And so there's this corporate prayer that is going forth and the tone of the Psalm is one of blessing. Um, the, it, it reflects uh, the greatness of God's name, the name of the Lord God we see in verses one, verse five, verse six, and verse seven. And then we see the position and the power of God to give success that he is the orchestrator and author of it in verses two and six. And then we see God's relationship with his people in verse six, seven, and also the whole song. Uh, it just, just all of it. just all of it. God's relationship with his people is just, it's just drenching with the whole Psalm, but mm -hmm. in, in, in specifics verses six and seven. And then we mm -hmm. see that salvation directly comes from God in verses five and six. And so Leah, walk us through, what does this Psalm say about God? What are some observations that we gleaned from this time? Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that we were talking about as we were preparing is just that um, the name of the Lord is is like a huge sort of sense behind this psalm. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the, whoever has you know put together and put these little subtitles in our Bibles has titled this one "Trust in the Name of the Lord Our God." So you know, we were talking about well, what does that mean? The name of the Lord Our God. Well, He names Himself um throughout scripture and he calls himself things and here in the psalm th this prayer this sort of collective call back is calling him the god of jacob may the god of jacob yeah um, protect you and so he is what does that mean that he what does that mean that his name is the god of jacob it means that he has covenanted with his people so he is not just a God, but he is the God of Jacob. He has chosen a people to call his own. And so with this covenant, which is really this sacred commitment to a people, to call them his people, and not for any other reason, but because he chose them and because he has chosen to put his love on them, mm -hmm. then it shows that that he, um, this relationship, this covenant has, has, um, substance to it and the substance is that because of this covenant he answers them in trouble he defends yeah. his people yeah. he sends help from where he dwells he strengthens out of zion his holy hill he remembers their offerings he accepts their sacrifices not because of anything that they've done and not because yeah. of their righteousness Say but that, because girl. of his commitment to them as saying mm -hmm. you are my people and i'm your god he grants their hearts their desire and we're going to unpack more of what exactly that means later. And he fulfills their plans and petitions. And we're going to actually unpack a lot of that too, of what that actually means. And so he is calling himself the God of Jacob. He's calling himself the people's God and, and you are the people and, and, and he is a God. And so that connection then has all this substance to it. Mm -hmm. But he, but, and, and I love that, like, even in the, in, even in the place of establishing himself as your God, the people's God, the God of Jacob, he is, he, he, um, his covenant is a nearness to us. And yet he dwells in a holy place. 
So he is, he is, this is like the magnificent element of who God is. He dwells in a holy place and yet he is near and approachable to his people. He has made Mm -hmm. himself near to his people. And so he dwells in holiness and yet he is not distant. And like, so we got to hold that tension in our minds because the desire and actually through the story of scripture, we see God drawing nearer to his people. Mm -hmm. I mean, he says he's, he, he is, he is near and he is rescuing them and he is showing salvation even in this psalm mm-hmm. before Christ comes on the scene and then Christ comes on the scene and there's even more nearness. Yeah. And then Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father and we are given, the church is given the Holy Spirit yeah. and that nearness comes to its uh, to its peak, to its pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, but here we see, see, I'm, I, I get on a roll and I'm like, his nearness is so good. But uh, back to the psalm, okay? He is... That's some good stuff though. That's some, all of it is good. All of it is good. And the way that you just walked us through that, honey. So girl, just keep going. That's a little, that's a little nugget of uh, biblical theology. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Um, But so, you know, knowing that God has defined himself as near, he is not distant. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a holy God, but he is not like some uninterested sort of detached deity where where yeah. we have to try to find our way to him. He is interested. He is invested in his people. Yeah. He intervenes in, in the ones he loves, his creation. And not only, um, you know, his people that he calls his own, but really all creation. Yeah. Um, you know, and all creation ultimately for the point of drawing men to himself. Yeah. Um, and so we see that he is not a distant God. And we see the um, even this shift in verse uh, six, there's this sort of this pattern of these pleas, may the name of God, may he send you, may he remember. And then there's this shift in verse six. Now I know mm-hmm. that the Lord saves his anointed. The Lord Yahweh, he saves Yahweh, he saves his, so this possessive of his, he's saying not just a people, but Mm -hmm. his people, the ones he's called his own and his anointed ones. So the ones he's called his own and he has set apart, anointed is a set apart way of um, defining a people. And so we know that God, the Lord Yahweh saves the ones that he has set apart for himself. Yeah. And so that is, that's just a beautiful illustration of who God is and what it's, and what this Psalm says about him and mm. then we land in this place of his trustworthiness because of this. we on. know that he is not far away that he dwells in a holy place but he is near because he calls us to himself and he is he has called us his and so he's trustworthy we see that he reveals his name to himself and because of that we can trust him so that is that's a lot of what mm, what this psalm says about god um, mm. and so, yeah, you said just, you, I love that. You said, you said he name more, he gives his name and his, mm-hmm. his name worthy leads to his trustworthiness. And, yeah. uh, we as a people can, can look to that, yeah. rest in that. My goodness, mm-hmm. my goodness, my mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. And so what is, I mean, we as a people were resting in that. So, so let's shift down and talk about like, where are we in this Psalm? What does it say about the people that are represented here and how can we draw from that for ourselves? Yeah. I mean, looking directly at, um, I want us to observe, uh, verses seven and eight that says some trust in chariots and some in horses, Mm -hmm. but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. 
Um, they collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. And so there is this, this reality and this embracing of two uh, parallels um, while at the same time, there is a, a, a paradox at the same time of like, what are you going to do um, in regards to where are you going to place your trust? That's the bottom line. Where are you going to place your trust? And so trusting in anything other than God's name is recipe for failure. Yeah. So the parallel work, some mm-hmm. trusting in, and then they stumble and fall. And then we trust in, we rise and we stand up, right? We see this, like when you put your thing, your, your trust in the finite things, Mm-hmm. They will always crumble and fall. And to me, this speaks to not just what, what you were talking about in regards to Yahweh that he saves and his actual name, all of his name and, and, and character and likeness and the fullness of this text speaks to that, where uh, when we trust in the name of the Lord, that is eternal, that is omnipotent, that is the one that is in heaven up there and is here with us and living in us you know what i'm saying because of what christ has done but ultimately because he's covenanted himself to us and so we see that parallel work that when we trust in anything other than god's name it's a recipe for failure and then knowing the source of salvation versus the means of salvation the people Mm -hmm. are saying some might see how god saved and that was the source but we say that that was the means and the source is always the means and the source is always god and god alone and so when we when we try to when we try to um, exhaust ourselves in that way to yeah. go into the place of trying to become a source and it versus leaning into the means of where our our saving comes from, my goodness, I mean mm-hmm. we will not have peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will mm-hmm. we will uh, we will we will stumble and fall. The the course will be much longer, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. from the text, we know that there is always God and God alone and he is the means of our source and then Mm -hmm. because of that those implications are sure that we can find refuge in him Mm -hmm. um in the midst of finding refuge in him we can take great joy in his salvation because salvation belongs to the Lord the saving power belongs to the Lord and then salvation does not come from our hands or our work but from the one who has made the covenant with us. And yeah. that is Yahweh. That is the transcendent full being father, son, and spirit in all his likeness. He is the one who has made covenant with us. As Leah said, we do not bring anything to the table out of his love. He chose us and covenanted himself in solemn commitment. And so we can indeed out of that call on the name of the Lord, to save us in these days and moments of peril and trouble. And and the spirit of God just wants Mm -hmm. me to, um, the Holy spirit wants me to exhort women, just looking at a news, uh, a news reel from Forbes, you know, and 26 million people are unemployed. I don't know if one of my sisters listening to this podcast today falls into that category. It just seems like it's highly likely that you fall into that space. And what I want you to know is that what God's word says out of Psalm 20 is that he's covenanted with you 
and that he is your salvation and it belongs to him. And you can indeed call upon his name to save you in these days and moments of peril and trouble where you are, where you are anxious, where you are fearful, where you are uh, 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 feeling like, is God going to preserve me? Yes, he is because he is the one who owns and has salvation alone. Yeah. Yeah. So Leah, what, how how, it, I feel like you want to say something in looking at your face, but if not, how are we called to respond to this? You know, there's just, just so good. (laughs) I think this is the, yeah, it flows right into then what you're saying flows right into how um, we respond. How are we called to respond? And you know, we've been talking about, okay, response and attitude and an action. And so as we respond in attitude, we take this posture of knowing God, um, knowing that he is trustworthy mm-hmm. starts with knowing him. Yeah. And this is actually what, what was really on my mind. I'm glad we were going here is yeah. that knowing, um, knowing him means knowing his name. And so even as we were talking about the name of the Lord, has it showed up like, okay, what, what does that mean? So we, we even tracked it back to like, okay, what, what is name? When you say the name of something, it's the, how someone is yeah. called by, based on how they are known, the characteristics that they are known by, what they are called based on the characteristics Come on. that they are known by. And so we call God his name you better land this based plane. on the characteristics that we know of him Hi. and the name that he has been given has meaning the name mm-hmm. that he has given himself has so much meaning he is a covenant god he is a faithful god he is a holy god he is a god he is our god Ooh. and so that has meaning you know it's says, but we trust in the name verse seven we trust in the name of the lord our god not just any God, but we call him this name, our God. And that has meaning. And so knowing God is trustworthy starts with knowing him, Mm. knowing his name, knowing the characteristics that he has made himself and revealed himself, um, made himself known by and revealed himself to us by. And so grasping and and understanding and being rooted in in the knowledge of his character. So that when we call on his name, we know what that name means. Mm -hmm. You know, God is trustworthy because he answers us. He protects us. He sends help. He supports us. He remembers our offerings. He regards our sacrifices. And he grants um, our heart's desires. His desire is to fulfill our plans, fulfill our petitions. And as we posture ourselves in that way of, of this is a trustworthy God. We know that we can align ourselves yeah. with God because again, and I think, you know, we're probably, I mean, now is as good a time as any to unpack this, but a lot of times, you know, we can get tripped up in sort of this, these promises or some of these, um, Mm. Uh, images that are painted in the Psalms of he will fulfill all our petitions. He will fulfill all our purposes. He will give, he will fulfill all our plans. Plans, He will, he will, he will grant us our heart's desires. And we, in our own broken selfishness, pull that right into our vortex and make it about us. Come on. When really the posture of, of these pleas and these cries is, Well, I'm trusting in the Lord's salvation. Yeah. What has the Lord established? Yeah. What has he built up? And she, when we were doing this, the prep and the study, the research, I love, you pointed out a straight up, no parallel passage. 
You gotta I gotta read, read it. it right I gotta read it. I, you gotta girl, read it, girl. You, you gotta cued, read it. You cued it right on up. You cued it right on up. That. Listen, Second Samuel seven twenty five through twenty nine. Ladies, open your Bible and turn there. Second <laughs> right Samuel seven twenty five through twenty nine, and it says, "And now, O Lord God." Confirm forever the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house and do as you have spoken. And your name will be magnified forever saying, the Lord of hosts is God over Israel and the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servant. Let me read that one more time. For you, mm -hmm. O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this re revelation to your servant saying, I will build you a house. This mm -hmm. is God speaking. I will build you a house. Therefore, your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O oh Lord God, you are God and your words are true and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O oh Lord God, have spoken and with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever. Yeah. Leah, Leah, expound on what you talking about right now. Lana. I mean, yes, so that's David talking back to the Lord and, and telling God the words that he already said about his plans, his purposes, and his intentions for his house. And so David is not coming with his own plan saying, now Lord, fulfill my plans. Now Lord, fulfill these great ideas. He's saying, no, you oh Lord said that you wanted to do this. So now I'm trusting that you are going to fulfill this because you said it first, first and foremost. And so I think that we, when we look at this psalm and when we see these, these verses that say, may he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. Listen, the plans Come on. That, that God will fulfill originated from God in the first place. And his say that work, one more time. The plans that God will fulfill originated with God in the first place. I'm, I'm in here. So, right <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. That they originated. And I, I'm, I'm in the they first originated with him in the first Ooh, place. And so Jesus, I, I, I love, I love, I love the Lord. I love his wisdom and his intentionality and what he says he will accomplish. If he speaks it, it is permanent and it is unchanged. His word is unchanging. Come so on. if he speaks a purpose for us, his people, if he speaks a purpose in the earth, then it will be accomplished. Yeah. Now I need you to drive that home for those of us that, that, often get sort of tripped up or slipped up and and misaligned with that because we can we can misalign with that right no right? purpose know your purpose know your purpose do you know your purpose my purpose is i'm just trying to fulfill my purpose and mm -hmm. uh-huh uh-huh i i i have yet to identify somebody who says like i'm just out here trying to fulfill god's purposes Oh, now, now. let me find, let, oh, if I run into you, I'm going to, I'm going to shout in, in the grocery store. <laughs> if somebody come up to me and say, I'm fulfilling God's purposes. Okay. You on, you on mission. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not a, I'm not trying to get too technical about it, but we are in a culture, especially in coronavirus yeah. season, where we are literally uh, uh, experiencing the famine in the land, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better term. I mean, for, for, for a term that sort of aligns with this. And in the midst of that, people mm-hmm. are reaching for things. Um, yeah. And trusting in uh, what would be sort of quote unquote air, air quotes chariots and horses, mm-hmm. 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 and really what God as the, for the believer is saying, put your trust in me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I am worthy of your trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, because of God's covenant, we see even in the text, Leo, from what you were read in the first five verses because of God's covenant relationship, not only can we rest in God's trust, trustworthiness, but the implications of that are so rich that because we turn to him and we put our trust in him and rest in that, he says that he will answer us, that he will protect us, that he will send us help, that he will give us support, that he will remember our offerings, that he will regard our sacrifices with favor, that he will grant us our heart's desire, fulfill our plans and fulfill our petitions because it's all under the auspices of he himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right there, mic drop. If I had a mic, I would drop it. Girl, and so because uh, I think the attitude that we need to take on is, am I trusting in the, that would be my question to my sister today. Even after we were reviewing the notes, the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit. Am I striving and trusting in quote, air quotes, uh, chariots and horses, Mm -hmm. or am I putting my trust in the name of the Lord, my God? Yeah. What am I putting my trust in? In real time moments, in Mm -hmm. real time moments, in real time moments. And I love, and I love that, that, that sort of heart check, gut check of trust. You can, you can check back into the word, right? Like what has he purposed and originated from the beginning in the word? What has he said to be true about his heart for me, his purpose for me, his plans for me and checking that in those spaces where it's like, okay, well, what am I leaning towards? Does, is this originated with him? Does this originate with his plans and his purposes? Yeah. Yeah. And who, so, and, and who does it just, glorify? Yeah. And who does mm-hmm. it glorify? Yeah. Real, real facts, yeah. big facts. Who does yeah. it glorify? Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. yeah, we're, we're kind of like rounding the bend here and just want to exhort us as well to just how we see this um, informing our prayer life. Like the prayers, And the cries here are a combination of both plea in the beginning in verses one through five, and then this shift to a proclamation and the proclamation being based on faith. And like we said, the faithfulness of the name of the Lord. And so we're, we're seeing that healthy prayers are a combination of this plea and this proclamation because of God's covenant relationship with us, God's people can pray in a way that, that expects deep and real intervention in these ways. I mean, we see this, as we said, 
already, these cries to answer, to protect, to send help, to give support, to grant us our desires. I mean, these are ways where we see, no, God, you are actually intervening in our days, Mm -hmm. in our moments, in our interactions, in our struggles. You're not some high and idyllic idea, but you are an intimate covenant God who actually cares. And because we are your people, we can pray in this way. We can cry out and plead and make these pleas to you. And then we can shift into proclamations of knowledge of God, faith of God, and trust in God. Amen. And so let that be our postures, um, ladies. It's just, it's a blessing to see just the the faithfulness of God shine through in in the Psalms. Mm. So good. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Will you pray for us and close us out here? Yeah, Lord, we indeed just thank you, um, Father, that you are completely um Lord L-O-R-D caps locks and Father that your name is um worthy to be praised and not only is it worthy to be praised but it's worthy to be trusted god we thank you for how this psalm exhorts us through uh the word of not just who you are as a covenant god the god of jacob but god that you in and of yourself are communicating with us that when we uh, uh, embrace the covenant that you gave us out of your love, that that has uh, resounding implications, beautiful implications for our life and how those implications lead into the practice of our days. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you that you will answer us. We thank you that you do intervene on our behalf, Lord God, through answering us, through protecting us, through sending us your help, through giving us support, through remembering us, through regarding, remembering the offerings, regarding the sacrifices uh, with favor and, and, and granting us our heart's desire to fulfill all the plans that you have commissioned and all the petitions that we bring to you day in and day out, moment by moment, even in moments of our day where we pause and bring you our petitions. Father, you are trustworthy and God, you have covenanted with us. And that means because you have covenanted with us, you will see it through because you are our salvation. You are the one who saves. And so Father, I pray for my sisters who are listening to this today, who literally are in the midst of of peril and turmoil and trial and tribulations and and rough moments with children and 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 chronic uh, 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 screen fatigue as they work long hours, Lord God. And Father, we turn to you. We turn to you and I pray that my sisters would turn to you and look to you and say, God, you are trustworthy. And so, Father, I will not put trust in myself. I will not put trust in chariots or horses. I will not put trust in my job. I will not put trust in my stimulus check. I will not put trust, Lord God, in the things that will fade away. But God, I will put my trust in the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is faithful. The name of the Lord is holy. The name of the Lord is true. And so, Father, we thank you for who you are and how knowing who you are 
shapes the very core of our personhood that allows us to live faithfully in our everyday. So Lord, enable us to trust you more. God, I think about the hymn as we close out. Uh, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise and to know the saith the Lord. And so Father, indeed we do that. We indeed trust in you. And we know God that tomorrow will allow us another opportunity to know that it's sweet to trust in you. Help us to look and turn to you in trustworthiness that you possess in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have, Have a, a great day, ladies. Have a blessed one.